friends out there and welcome to your Rainbow Reads podcast where we are going to share with you today some books that we enjoyed that feature LGBTQ plus characters. My name is Holly. And I'm Susie. I feel like this has been forever since we've recorded Halls. It has been and I just wanted to take this opportunity to wish our listeners a happy pride the last time that we recorded, when we actually released the episode in June, we recorded in May. So now Pride is on our mind. Yeah, happy Pride, everybody. I hope everyone is having a great Pride and they're doing a bunch of fun things and celebrating yourselves. Celebrate yourself. Walk around with some Pride. I, I walk around with some Pride all the time. I have a whole gear, a whole get up. She does. She's looks like a rainbow <laughs> princess. <laughs> like someone <laughs> vomited a rainbow on me. Yes, it's <laughs> awesome. Well, I am I am loving Pride so far. I hope everyone else is too. And today we have some LGBTQ books that are about music. I'm so excited about these music books. I have been a music enthusiast I haven't well that's not true I did play an instrument did I ever tell you I played the piano when I was a child no but I did too I took it for two years but I was absolutely fucking wretched at it were you so bad that your music teacher told your mother that they were wasting their money um I don't know that this woman said those exact words but I was so bad because I never practiced because I thought like playing hot cross buns or whatever the fuck that we had to play. Little Lamb, Marietta Little Lamb was lame as shit. I thought that too. I, you did? I got kicked out of piano class. Yeah, I took it for two years and I just thought it was garbage. And then one time I played the, what was that little plastic flute they gave us when we were in elementary Oh, girl, the recorder. Everyone yes. had to play the recorder and that was, oh, no. That so, is terrible. I think that's the thing they people play hot cross buns on. We can go ahead and sum it up that you and I are not band material. Um, no, I am just like in another life, you know, I would be a groupie. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would <laughs> a groupie in this life. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can't really be because I'm I'm married uh-huh. and but I will be a groupie. My, I'm just going to come out and say it, friends. I don't care how um, embarrassing or lame this may sound. My favorite band of all time is the Goo Goo Dolls. And Halls and I have seen the Goo Goo Dolls upwards of, we're probably pushing like 20 times now. Yeah, over a dozen times easily. Yeah, like getting way up there in times. And I would definitely in another life have been a groupie, but Alas, I don't have the stamina nor the drive. to. It seems like a whole lot of work to be a groupie, and that's just not my vibe. Yeah, I think the energy you have to expend to keep up with your groupie activities might be a little out of reach for us. It's too much for me, man. It's too much. But, I mean, these books we have are centered around um like pop stars and then you have the whole other end of the spectrum centered around a music festival with a twist yeah like a coachella type vibe you know like yeah we've never really been to anything like you know we we kind of our we days music, of doing we went things to music like midtown. that 
Yeah, that that was like a. I think that's probably like a pretty mild version of Coachella. Don't they go out there and camp and stuff? See, our our days of doing things like that were before they had the little camping trips. I don't know that we would have done that though, honestly. Oh, absolutely, girl. I did not know what a um porter potty was. I cannot camp. She comes out, y'all. This is a true story. She comes out of the porta potty at music <laughs> and she says, "I don't." gonna figure out how to flush it <laughs> i thought i was gonna fall on the ground and that ground well you literally uh, you and ren both started yelling at me to get out of that border potty and to come here and then later i think what you said to me was and i quote suze how the fuck do you think they were gonna lay pipe in the middle of midtown i, I think was you did say that and i was i don't know but yeah like we would have never camped i don't i don't want to camp now I've never wanted to camp. No, I camped one time when I was a child for a school trip. And then I ended up sleeping in the van because I hated it so much. My parents took me camping one time. I was a, I was a young child because my sister wasn't even around. And I kept my eyes open all night. Yeah, it's not. I, I'm way too. Um, Look, I can't sleep in my own bed, much less like trying to sleep outside in the woods with bugs and the yeah. hot. No, it could, we're, that born, could just... we're born insomniacs. We need we need good sleeping conditions. We can't be out in God's wilderness. No, absolutely not. Well, we for, totally forgot. Do we have a question of the day? Mm. But I guess maybe my question of the day was if you played an instrument. Can we count that? Here's what we'll say. The question of the day. Would you go to a concert by your favorite band, which we've established is the Goo Goo Dolls? Mm-hmm. If you knew there was a chance that there were zombies there. Uh, ooh. I'm going to have to say no. Really? I feel like I've seen them enough times now that I would not risk being eaten by a zombie. I'm really going to say no. Okay, fair enough. What about you? Would you go see a band that had zombies? Well, if there was a chance there were zombies. Yeah, would you? I think you would want to just see a zombie. I would, so I'm going to go. I feel like you would just be (laughs) interested in just like seeing a zombie. I'm all about having all the experiences of life. And if seeing a zombie were included, I would sign up for that. Not me. I know Susie does. No, I'm not. It's not for me. Nope. I I mean, I feel like, though, if there were a zombie apocalypse that, like, I feel like I'm, like, the outlier. Like, I'm the weakest link. Well, I don't the thing really... that you sell yourself short on and that you're very good at, I think, is planning. That's true. I strategist. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot of places that we could go already in my head. Mm-hmm. So that would be good. But let's hope that doesn't happen. But the first book that it actually did happen at was called This Delicious Death by Kayla Cottingham. And they have written a campy, like horror-ish type book at a um, music festival. And it was super fun. This is a perfect summer type of like if you like horror but like me don't want I don't want anything actually truly scary yeah I just like the campy kind of horror books and this is fits that bill perfectly 
as one does as one that doesn't care so much for horror you know I do yeah how, how did you feel about the gore in this book I was kind of wondering that as I was reading it I was like I wonder how someone who isn't accustomed to reading like horror type gore is viewing this um maybe I have watched like I I was a huge fan of the walking dead okay. yeah so like I'm not like opposed to gore I didn't think it was that bad actually I'm going to equate the gore level of this to The Walking Dead. I feel like that's a very fair comparison as far as like, you know, there is talk of like body parts being yeah off and, you know, so it certainly isn't for the the people that don't want to hear anything like that. But um, but I don't think it was too, too graphic. It no, was graphic in thought, a campy way. Yes. And I actually thought it was a hair bit more sanitized than I expected because I will give this author a huge amount of credit. When I first opened the book, there was a list of trigger warnings as long as my arm. True. And I texted Halls and I was like, the fuck? Like these trigger, <laughs> I don't know if I can read this, man. Like, what is all of this? I was like, what? And, and you were like, oh, no, that's just, like, really covering all, you know, the bases or whatever. And I do appreciate that it was very thorough. That was probably the most um, comprehensive list of trigger warnings that I've ever seen on a book. And I thought that was really great. But I will say this. If you look at the trigger warnings and get a little bit like, what the hell, this isn't for me. I didn't actually find any of that stuff to be super triggering. I thought the gore was, I don't want to say sanitized. I just didn't feel like it was all that bad. I mean, it, it was kind of, it was descriptive. I mean, it was descriptive. I just, I don't know. It didn't, it wasn't like scary or super crazy to me. Yeah, I thought like it I, I wasn't, I wasn't like getting up and checking the locks at night or anything. No, I do. And it, and it was a YA book. So yeah. I did, I mean, I would say maybe on the outer edge, depending on, you know, how you can take stuff. But I would let Lil read this. Lil watches, like, super fucking crazy horror movies. And this was, like, it was good for me. It was yeah. a good balance. It wasn't I would super say, scary. Kudos to the author for using an abundance of caution with the trigger. Hell, one. yeah. I think it was awesome. And it, it was very, like I said, very comprehensive. I mean... I think they took a lot of time to think about what really could be triggering. Um, there was one part that you had warned me about, and I'm glad that you did because then I was like not shocked when it happened because I think that may have been a little bit shocking. Yeah, but even that, I felt like it was kind of I don't know. There's an undertone of like humor and. I don't know. There's an undertone of satire here. I don't, there was something that made it all very tolerable to me. Yeah. Like I want, like, I do feel like it was a little bit glossed. I don't want to say glossed over, but it was, it was not, it didn't at any point feel intense to me. Like I need to put it down or whatever. It was, it was very enjoyable. I will say this though, this book is kind of structured, you know, like in flashbacks to the beginning of what this event is called the Halloween yeah, the and um, I actually enjoyed those flashbacks, which you can tell they're flashbacks because they're written in italics, which, fuck yes, thank you. Thank you. Some of these books that have like flashbacks or dual timelines, which is completely my jam, I love it. But like you, 
if you're not paying super close attention, then you get kind of confused. Is this a flashback? And you have to like really dial it in. But this was all in italics when they were doing a flashback. And that was awesome. I, I just really enjoyed that part actually more than I enjoyed the current story. I love hearing how these like apocalyptic events start. Like it's my favorite thing. It's so It was so good. I agree with you that I really appreciated the way it was written because, you know, it was involving the same characters. Sometimes with yes. flashbacks, it's like different characters are interacting with different people. And when it's involving the same characters, it does get somewhat confusing. So I love the way that the flashbacks were written. Um, and it kind of was like reminiscent of the stand. I think that was my favorite part of the stand was hearing the description of like how it all started. I oh, hell yeah. So I, I'm a much. I loved that book. And I think, I mean, the stand basically started at the beginning and took yes. you through. And that is it that's so interesting to me because it's like, okay, well, how did this all go to shit like so quickly or how did this all get to where you are now? That's awesome. And I thought that that book, um, This Delicious Death, did a great job at that. And I don't think we're giving too much away to go ahead and say that the hollowing, you know, if you read even the description of the book, the hollowing turned certain people into quote unquote zombies. Um, yeah. So it makes people dependent on human flesh or on. Right. Blood, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that presents a problem for some of our heroes who. That does present a problem. You know, need to need to travel with a little cooler of body parts. Yeah, flesh. I think that was an interesting twist to to the um genre because the heroes were actually the zombies. And I'm not really giving anything away because it's literally if you read the description of the book, it tells you yeah. and there's a cooler on the fucking cover of the actual book. With blood dripping out of it, I think. Right, exactly. It, right that that's a cool cover, by the way. It's a cool cover. Way to go. Yeah, I like that. So what did you rate this delicious death i rated this delicious death four stars what stood out to me was the friendship among the characters the cool description of the music festival the adventures in the caves i always like cave adventures yeah um and this and the plot twist at the end so i i was um a big fan of many aspects of this book it also had great representation it had i think bisexual transgender lesbian um if if something is escaping me i apologize no i think i think you hit it that was it i, I also gave it four stars i thought it was really it is like the perfect campy summer horror book it had great summer vibes it was a fun story i really also did like the friendship and i really loved all the backstories too between the four main characters um it did definitely have a twist that i liked and i actually didn't fucking see coming which is always a pleasure yes um and they went to like they broke into this place which i thought was cool because i always like it when they like break into like labs or whatever that's always fun and cool um yeah i thought this was if it, if you just want something fun to read by the pool and you don't want anything like cheesy romance or whatever and you, you're kind of into 
fun horror books. This is like the perfect thing for summer to me. Yeah, and there's a little romance. There's like a little will they won't they situation going on and kind of a love triangle a little bit at times. So there's enough of that to if you're a romance fan, there's enough of that to keep you interested as well. But yeah, not, was, not overly so. It wasn't the it wasn't the that, main point. No, and because it's YA, I will just come out and say there was like maybe half a chili pepper of spice that wasn't really the story's not about that. No chilies for y'all. No it's, chilies today. It's about the zombies. And it's about the zombies, man. If you like zombies, this is a fresh take on zombies. It is a fresh take because I actually thought like these are definitely not your traditional zombies where I don't want to give much away, but like they're they're coherent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it presents so some that, gray areas, some you know, some gray morality that I I love that stuff. Yeah, it was really good, and also I gave it five pride flags because I thought. That the representation was excellent. It hit almost all the bells on that. So I also would say five pride flags. Total agreement. Yeah, loved this. Loved this one. This was definitely a super fun one. Hello, Rainbow Readers. We have some super exciting news. We have our first sponsor here on your Rainbow Reads. Yay! It's a great trans-owned company called Homebody MN. And they are a book box subscription company that sends you a curated box of used books every quarter. You just go on their website and fill out their form with your likes and dislikes. You can even link your Goodreads page to it so they know what you've read already. And they will put a box together just for you with an emphasis on minority authors. So cool. So that's awesome. They also sell the best-selling 100% soy wax candles with the most clever names. We even got some. And what was one of them? Ours were Burn the Patriarchy and Let's Try a Matriarchy. So How cool cute. is that? It's so cute. And we have a special coupon code for our listeners to get what? They get 25% off their first box and just go on the website and type in Rainbow 25. Yeah, it's the website is www.homebodymn, as in Minnesota.com. And let's go support this great trans owned company. Go get a box. Yeah. And then we have to switch gears from a not so romantic book to your favorite. A romance. Was it a rom-com? Was it a rom-drum? Um, I would just say it's a straight... I would just say it's a romance. We're going to just call it a romance. Yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... It, it, it was very light on the calm. If, yeah. it, if you said it was a rom-com, which... I just think this was a, basically your straight romance. Well, not straight, but like a typical romance book. It was a sapphic romance, but it yes. was a romance. Yep, and this one was Stars Collide by Rachel Lacey. Yeah. Stars And um, this was about two pop stars, one who was kind of like an old, I don't want to say older, like I don't old. either. They kept describing her as aging and she was like 32, 34. Yeah, um, fuck that <laughs> shit. Fuck that shit hard, but like she had been in the business for a really long time, rock star. Or yeah, pop she had star. started as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have one that was on like a show 
and then she became a, a kind of like a breakout pop star, but was just at the beginning of her career. And they, you know, want to, they end up going on tour together. Um, and obviously, if you see the fucking cover, they fall in love. Stars collide, as they say. Their stars collided. <laughs> and look, I'm just going to say, I read this fucking book in a day. I really liked it. Sometimes, you know, I do like romances more than you. That's a given. Yeah. But sometimes they're not interesting enough or different enough to keep my attention. Yeah. This one actually, I thought, was a pretty good, a pretty good romance. It didn't have what I hate. Only ever so slightly was there a miscommunication, but it got worked out, yeah. and they didn't actually break up. And it was cleverly done, like lightly done, and it was like in the, I don't want to give anything away, but it wasn't annoying. Right, because you know, and if you've been listening to this show, you know one of my biggest pet peeves with romances or whatever is the miscommunication trope and the third act breakup. People cannot talk to each other enough to explain themselves. What the hell? That is, and I thought they handled that. There was enough to give it angst and like, but it was never will they or won't they I mean you knew they were in love and they you know what they did they acted like fucking grown ups they took a beat and fucking acted like adults which I was like holy shit this is so fucking refreshing to have a romance book because honestly the third act breakup is what gives it like that you know angst and you know it it adds something to it. So you're not just all like they're drooling all over each other the whole time. Like I understand why they, people do the third back breakup, but it's also so fucking tired. And like, we're all evolving now, hopefully. And like learning how to communicate better with each other. It was so nice to see that played out in real, in a book, like all the things that we're all trying to learn how to do, which is communicate better with each other. Yeah. It was I thought that was incredible for a romance. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It had, you know, they had a kind of a business aspect to their relationship and the it relied heavily on that as far as attention. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah, it was, a, I thought it was a really, really mature take on the whole romance genre. And I thought that was what really made it stand out for me is, I mean, because obviously... There was no, I mean, you knew they were going to get together, like, and it played out the same way of, like, you know, they, it had a lot of the similar themes of romances that a lot of romances do, Mm -hmm. but I thought um, it was very well written. I thought both of the characters were incredibly fleshed out. Yeah, I agree. and, and, And also very mature. And I, I really, I really enjoyed like reading how one of them had their, you know, awake, their sexual awakening. It was just, I thought it was all great. And it all tied up together at the end. They explained something, how the two of them actually, how their stars collided. And I thought that was pretty neat too. Who did you um, picture the, I'm going to say in quotation marks, the older singer as? Oh, I don't know. 
know because there was a cartoony character like on the cover, so I kind of just associate. But like, if I had to pick somebody, yeah, I don't know who did you pick. I was trying to make her Madonna, but then like she didn't quite fit into it because honestly, the only cheesy thing about this book, her lyrics were very cheesy. No, I also I'm just gonna come out and say I don't really like it when books about music write fake lyrics to songs. I don't like that because it, it maybe it's just because I have no inner creativity in my head to like put it to music or whatever. But yeah, that's not my favorite. But I also do like hearing like behind the scenes of all this stuff is kind of interesting to me. I agree. Like tours and all of that kind of that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It was it was a very fun, solid, surprisingly mature romance book. Yeah, And I thought it had some deeper themes about, you know, coming out at a later age. I, and, yeah, that was really nice to read. And, oh, it was um, one of our main characters was also pansexual. Yes. Which was great because I don't think we get a lot of pan characters. No, you hardly, well, in the books that I typically read, I hardly ever see a character you know expressly describe themselves in that way so that's very refreshing and nice to see that description in writing i love that yeah so definitely i in my opinion five pride stars because i oh and there was um trans representation yes there was pan representation and obviously lesbian representation actually i'm gonna could just come out and say the older character reminded me a lot of you and your story <laughs> not that you're like a rock star but i like how she just like literally came out and was like i'm not even what well, i actually let me rewind i'm not going to tell you that because it would give it away but it was a really i thought her language was very beautiful describing like her coming out process i agree i, I thought, thought it was very realistic yes yes and you know, sometimes that is not true. Although, you know, everyone has a different story. So, but yeah, I I definitely resonate with her story. Yeah, that resonated deeply for with me only from like, because we're friends. But um, what would you say about your favoriteest thing ever, The Spice? Okay, this book, we're, we have like a serious kind of disagreement about the level of spice in this book. Now, Maybe I'm just a perv. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I think it was, would you say it was four peppers? Three peppers? I mean, I can see, for me, it was like a three. Okay. But I, I can see fairly how, descriptive. I can see how you would think that it's a four. Let me just say that. Okay. So I'm just gonna come out and say this was spicy. Let's not tip. However, break it down. However, this was a slow burn romance in every aspect yeah. of the word. If yeah. you really like romances that take their time and they're not insta love, where you know right off the bat they're jumping into bed with each other, like this is a true romance in the sense of you really get to see them fall in love with each other, which I also appreciated because while I do read shit that's insta love, this was really nice and I thought it was well done. So the spice did take 
a bit of uh, quite a bit of time to get to. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. So, that, so that's why I, I guess I don't think it was like super spicy because it was really more towards like the last quarter of the book. So it you're like saying that the spice reading is docked in your opinion because of the quantity of the spice. Correct. Yeah. Like the few, the, there was several scenes and they were definitely spicy. I thought they were a little like, let me just, let me see. How do I say this? I thought they were a little repetitive in the nature of the. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And that's fair because <laughs> the, um, it was it it was a little bit it was a little bit of the same thing. But I also thought that that was well done too because they were very respectful of one another. And one of the characters, it was their first time with a woman. And I thought this that whole scene was also very, very well done. I I just thought the whole thing was incredibly maturely written and very much thoughtful, I could I should say. We how, yeah, we did. And I gave it um four stars. I'm gonna give it four stars too and a Grammy. How about that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. And a Grammy. This is this is a perfect good if you just want something to like, you know. It's not overly serious, but I do think that it touched on some serious themes, and then it was. Uh, I thought it was incredibly well done. If you're looking for like an actually well written romance, yeah, I think it's good for a palate cleanser. If you're if you're like, you know, between if you've read something super serious or super graphic or super, you know, something that disturbed you perhaps. Or like there was a lot of fantasy difficult. where it's like make you have to think a whole lot about it. Just read this; it'll you'll feel right as rain. I mean, it'll just perk you right up. Yeah, actually, this gave me a little bit of a lift after this. It will. It'll I lift thought. you. Yeah, it will. It's very, it's very good, and it'll put a smile on your face. And Lord knows, the world is still burning, even though it's pride. Man, things are a little bleak. Like the, the <laughs> negativity. <laughs> when you try to have some positivity, negativity starts to start starts to escalate a little bit. But it does. And everybody this out there, y'all keep your head up. Y'all keep your head up. Don't let it get you down. No, don't let the shit show that is unfolding in our country right now, in some of these states, and some of these things. Don't let that fuck you up. But we want you to know that we're here for you. We're on your side. Yep. And we hope that you have a fucking awesome rest of your pride. Yeah, we really do hope that. Take care of yourselves out there. All right, I'm so gonna... if you want to purchase the books that we have talked about on this podcast, I'm going to give you a helpful little link in the show notes and on the website at yourrainbowreads.com. Of course, we would love it if you would go to an independent bookstore that's maybe owned by a queer individual in your community. But if you don't have that, just go to Amazon and use the links that we've provided. Yes, definitely try this month to, I'm going to actually maybe try to find a queer bookseller to purchase a few books from myself. Yes. And put my money where my mouth is this month, especially. Because Lord knows the old Amazon is awfully convenient. And they get all the money. They do get all the yeah. dollars, but we would love it if you also could just pop us a little review in there. Man, and, or, we haven't talked about that in a few episodes. Yes. 
If you would be so kind, we have done such hard work to tell you about these musically inclined books that we enjoyed so much, and we really like doing this podcast for you. Would you please go over and just write a review? Say a little something, something nice about me, Holly, something nice about Susie, something nice about the book. I don't care. Just put some words on the internet. That would be so helpful for us because I think we're at like a year Yes, I don't know our exact startup date, and we would like it if we could. This would be our year to really get this ball really, really rolling. If that you put a review so for nice. us, we're going to let you choose one of our free books that you would like to receive. It's free dollars if you just leave us a little review. Yeah. Even you don't even have to do anything else because probably you're going to be the only one and you'll probably win it even if you just leave one. Because not many people are doing that. So if you want a free book, that would be awesome. And until then, we hope you enjoy your pride and have a great rest of your month. And we will see you soon. Bye.